Welcome to episode 190 of Podcateers. This week we talk about animatronics gone wild. Yes, that is a clickbait statement. Splitsville at Downtown Disney doing a soft open. The Disney Company holds a day of listening. And needless to say, I'm very excited about this episode because as some of you guys may know, we've been going through some changes and this episode places an official marker in the next chapter of the Podcateer story. So to everyone that has supported us and grown with us and cried with us and laughed with us, thank you because you are the reason that we exist. To all of our new listeners, welcome to the family. Uh, before we head into the episode, I want to send a huge shout out to the FGP squad, our fairy godparents. Their support helps making these episodes possible. And if you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 per month by going to podcateers.com FGP for more information and a link to sign up. Plus, if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5 per month, you will get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button as a thank you for your support. If you shop on Amazon, the next time that you need to buy something, please consider starting off at podcateers.com Amazon. On that page, you'll find our big Amazon button, and if you click it, you'll get taken over to Amazon's homepage using our special referral link. Anything that you buy during that trip might earn us a small commission from your purchase. It's a great way to support the podcast with only a few extra clicks. And if you're already doing that, thank you guys so very much for that support. Online, you'll find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Just search for Podcateers. It would be awesome if you would follow, like, and subscribe to all of our stuff. Plus, make sure that you head over to podcateers.com slash 190 because all the links to all of our social networks will be on that post. So for more info, pics, and videos, and on everything that we talk about in this episode, just head on over to that blog post. So that's it. It's time to jump in, guys. Are you guys ready? Are you guys excited? I know I am. So here we go. This is the next chapter, guys. It's the next chapter. This is episode 190 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. We're a group of friends that loves Disney, technology, art, food, and more. This is Podcateers. We were at the park earlier today, and we ended up adding Max Pass to our APs. Yay! Yes. Oh, Worth wow. it. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it because every day that you go, if you guys are not familiar with Max Pass, it is essentially a form of you paying for a fast pass every time that you go or on a monthly basis with your annual pass. And it is just one step above getting regular fast passes because you can basically cut in front of the people that have regular fast passes. Yep. At least that's my understanding. You get actually an earlier time to return, which is yeah. awesome. That, that's so cool. So especially yeah. now with the kids, uh, every time that we've gone, we've had to miss out on certain attractions because either fast passes are gone because we don't tend to go early in the morning we generally go after two or three o'clock. And so we're there in the evening. And so one of two things happens. Either the fast passes are gone for the day or they're for some insane time, like 10 to 11 or something, or 
wait times are 40 to 60 minutes on the attractions that we normally tend to frequent. So the idea came up when Melissa had mentioned she got Max Pass and uh, Lynette had said, hey, let's add this to our to our APs. And I didn't want to do it because I didn't think we would actually use it all that much. But we figured out that, one, if you keep renewing your pass the way that we normally do, you already get a renewal discount for your AP. So you're not paying the full annual pass price. You're getting it at a slightly lower rate. If you add max pass to it, it's generally a difference of anywhere from $6 to $12 more a month on that monthly payment for your annual pass. And so when you think that you're paying $12 for the entire month versus $10 for every time you want to buy max pass, it's a total win as long as you use it one time every month. Mm -hmm. right. Do you guys have max pass on your APs aside from uh, Melissa? Yes. <laughs> I do. Oh, nice. Well, mine, mine expired since, but yeah, I got it. You got it the last time you came out, right? Yeah. Okay. How useful did you see that it was? It was hugely useful, especially on crowded days. The best thing that I like about it is that you can schedule your Fast Pass from your Disneyland app. You don't have to go to one of those Fast Pass kiosks. So you can do it from across the resort. As long as you're on the resort property, you can start scheduling Fast Passes. Yeah. So it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know we talked about this last year. Uh, it was one of the topics when they started adding all the kiosks when we thought that magic bands were coming to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess this is kind of like magic band lists. 2.1 or 3.0, if you want to call it that. Because, yeah. you know, it makes sense to use the app, right? Everybody has their phone, and not everybody will spend or would want to spend the extra 20 to $25 for this additional accessory. Right. What about you, Melissa? Have you used it a lot since you got it? Actually, no. <laughs> but I haven't really? been to the park <laughs> as much. So. Oh, um, that's right. But when I do, you know, of course I'm going to use it. But when okay. I have used it, I mean, it's really awesome. Yeah. What about you guys, uh, AJ and VJ? Have you guys thought about getting Max Pass for your APs? We don't have it. No. Because I, I feel like the times that we go with our friends, some of them have them, some of them don't. So doesn't make sense. Most of the mm -hmm. time we're just going to be eating and we're going to be like, hey, look, Haunted Mansion's only five minutes. Let's go to that. So we don't, we don't really try to plan out our day. We just go with the flow. I did Max Pass once and it was New Year's Eve. So some of my friends already had it, and then some of us just bought it through the app, and then they added us to their app, and then mm -hmm. it was really nice. We were making fast pass selections from Carthay Circle. I really enjoyed it. It was nice to be able to do that. That's kind of cool. So every just one person needs to choose it, and it just links everybody and says, okay, mm -hmm. you're all going to ride at this time then, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was, I was kind of excited when Lynette yeah. told me that she added it. But now that I'm kind of hearing more about it and I hear you guys and your stories, I'm like, yeah, I'm so for this. <laughs> yeah. Once you realize cool. you can make it work for you, you know, in your favor, then it really becomes awesome. My only concern with it was, I think this was something that I mentioned when we first started talking about MaxPass getting implemented, was that what if everyone ends up buying it? And then all of a sudden, everybody fills up all the spots. Then what? Yeah. Nah, you it's know? not going to happen. The price will go up. I mean, it's the same as when all the fast passes run out it's just they'll just run out exactly. they can only sell so many i think it's yeah. or like aj said the price will go up there'll be different oh, yeah. tiers 
Yeah, the tears, right? No, wait, don't let, don't pay attention to Disneyland. I'm pretty sure that would be like 150. Yeah, we know you listen to the podcast. Forget about what I just said. We don't need another set of A through E tickets. Oh my god! No, imagine they brought no. those back though, just for just for kicks and <laughs> no. giggles. No, no. I think I like the low low price of free ninety nine better. <laughs> just walk walk over to the attraction and scan your AP. That's what it costs, right? The fact that you're right. spending time—that's the cost of it. So, it's a convenience. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys have Max Pass or if you guys have used it or added it to your AP. Leave us a comment in the blog post over at podcasters.com slash 190 or on the Facebook or Instagram post. Leave your thoughts on using it, if you ran into any problems, and what your general experience was when adding people, using it, etc. We'd love to hear what you guys, uh, what your experiences were. This last week, guys, uh, I, I saw one phrase over and over and over again. <laughs> In text messages and in social media, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And that was off with her head. (laughs) (laughs) What? Did you guys see? I mean, what happened to Ursula? Yikes. Poor unfortunate Uh, soul. Right. Oh, hey, but I'm in pain. (laughs) In need. (laughs) I actually had to take a, I had to do a double take because. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, there's her head. And I'm like, wait, her hair is off. I thought it was all together. So I see it on the bottom. I'm like, oh, that's even more traumatizing for the kids. Poor things. (laughs) You know, it's so weird because when you see how general robots or mannequins and stuff are set up, there's generally a rod on the shoulders of the other structure where the head like sits on top of to prevent stuff like this from happening. And maybe that's the case and they didn't put it on and that's why her head fell off. What was surprising to me, and look, I get it. Things like this happen, right? Yep. It's, a, it's a piece of machinery and stuff like this will happen. Things tend to fail. I was just surprised that they didn't stop the attraction. Yes. So uh, do we know how long it was going before they realized? Because it, it doesn't seem like it could have been very long. There's video of, I guess, the whoever's taking video of it going through that scene. So who knows? You know, And this is already when her head was off. So you're probably looking at, what, maybe two or three clamshells? So during that, times three? Or yeah, I think it would have been traumatic to see that animatronic with its head off. But somebody had to have been going through right when it came off. Yeah. And that would have yeah. been horrifying. <laughs> and I don't know if it would have made noises. I don't know if sparks flew. I don't know what all happened. But Ooh. some some major malfunction happened and that head went lopped off. And oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being on it and seeing that because so I mean, scary. we've all seen sometimes where they have an animatronic like covered up because they're working on it or something. Right. Um, but I don't think I've ever witnessed an actual malfunctioning animatronic that I can think of. So yeah. they're really good at staying on top of those things. Mm-hmm. And with so many amazing complicated machines in the park, it stands to reason that eventually something's going to break you know, when people are looking at it. So, I mean, 
it's unfortunate that it kind of got out and blew up and went viral a little bit, but I'm assuming her head's being worked on at this very minute. We hope so. (laughs) And, you know, these are things that, like I said, you generally cannot – sometimes you can't prevent them, right? Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Like I said, they are pieces of machinery, and they tend to fail. Mm -hmm. Didn't something like this recently happen at Disneyland Paris as well? Yes, the auctioneer. His head just – Yeah, so – I don't know if so. If... Both of those characters do have a lot of head movement, so whatever mechanisms they're using to move heads apparently wears out, and they gotta address that. This is what happens when you switch to Cogsworth's cogs from Spacely Sprockets. <laughs> <laughs> and bonus points to anyone that actually understood that reference. I thought it was Acme, but you know. No, no, no. We don't deal with Acme stuff in this park, sir. (laughs) Amazing. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Ursula. Uh, We're going to go see you very soon, and we hope you don't don't have any headaches when we show up. So is that attraction down right now, or they just have that scene draped off? Mm, I don't know if it's draped off, but we were there today, and it's open. It reopened the next day. I think it reopened that day. She's been fixed? Really? I no, yeah. so. I, she is. I I wouldn't be surprised if they actually had a whole replacement Ursula that they just brought in, probably put it in place. Because I know that they do that with a lot Vanessa? of things. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Nice. They have a cast member just nice. acting it out. <laughs> oh my god, that would be, be so scary. cool. <laughs> it's the it's from just the just Pat uh, Carroll on a stool. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> They That'd they probably cool. used the Ursula awesome, from the yeah. from the Halloween parade. Oh, That's what they oh, throw yeah. in there. Oh, nice. It's like this one looks a little bit different. It's okay. It's Ursula. It's all good. <laughs> it seems so That's, real. I love right? that parade. Ah, <laughs> uh, so let's uh let's talk a little bit about what's happening at Downtown Disney. Uh, I know that we mentioned that we were going to do a Podcateers meetup at Splitsville once it is fully open. Right now, it is still in the process of they're you know they're taking the kinks out. It's a brand new venue. They're they've been doing soft opens all week if you make reservations. And AJ and VJ headed out this last week. Uh, tell us about what you guys saw and what happened, guys. Um. Yeah. Uh. When was it? Wednesday. We went on Wednesday. We missed the production meeting because of it. <laughs> it's okay. We still love you. no it was a soft opening uh they only had the downstairs part open because i guess uh, upstairs needs to get up to code it should be opening sometime soon no official date yet yeah no official date just yet but um because of the soft opening a lot of information has been thrown out and it's um for annual pass holders and cast members and dvc members that the discounts were only good from 10 to 4, Monday through Friday. And oh. yeah, that, but that seems a little weird for, especially for annual pass holders here. Um, right. Yeah. Because that's what they do at Walt Disney mm-hmm. World or at Disney Springs. A lot of the restaurants there, they only provide or they only give discounts at certain Select times. times and certain days of the week sometimes. I can kind of see why because this place, it's so new. And it is pretty small. You know, how many lanes are there total? There's nine downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I, it's either nine downstairs or upstairs and then 
12 11. or something. So there's yeah. a total of 20. Hmm. Yeah. So there are not a lot of lanes. It's a pretty small place. It's smaller than the one in Orlando, if you're familiar with that one. But so it looks it's, nice. it's going to be really popular, I think. A lot of people so are going to go there. So what's the difference between upstairs and downstairs? From what I've heard, there's two kitchens. So I believe there's a kitchen upstairs and a kitchen downstairs. So they don't have to... Servers don't have to go mm-hmm. back and forth taking an elevator or the escalator or stairs. But it's basically the same offerings. Yeah. So seating oh. upstairs and, you know. More lanes more upstairs. Lanes. So, oh, interesting. Interesting. I was wondering because I had seen a picture that you guys posted and it had Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse on the bowling balls. Is that mm-hmm. every lane that has it or is it just was it just for show? No, every lane has it. So if you go to a bowling alley around town, you know how you can pick your the weight of the ball? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's basically what it is for uh, Splitsville. So they have different weights, mm-hmm. and then some of them will either say uh, Splitsville, or I think if I'm correct, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistake, mistaken, the mini balls and the Mickey balls are for kids because those Aww. were super light. <laughs> oh, okay. And then mm. what does it say? Roll in and rock out. I, yeah, on some and on the Splitsville ones. ones. I think those are the heavier ones for adults. So, nice. but I've, I'm wondering if it's like Orlando where you could actually purchase a mini or Mickey ball. So mm-hmm. I've, we have to be cool. we have to find out when we go back next time or during the meetup. So, okay, I'm not sure if anybody knows this, but since you have to pass through security on your way to Splitsville, are they going to allow people to bring their own ball? This so, is interesting. <laughs> we've heard we asked. Uh, the workers there at Splitsville and they were saying they had a team meeting about it and they're not going to allow people to do that. You could bring your shoes, but the price Mm -hmm. includes the ball and the rental of the shoes. But when we left that night, we asked security and there was a good six, there was six of them. Uh, We were talking how we got one of these uh, refillable cups at Splitsville. And um, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but we asked them, can you bring bowling balls? And they said, yeah, you can. So it it really depends. But I don't think this is going to be a place where you're going to want to bring your own bowling ball because I think this is going to be more for just having fun for an hour or two. It's not going to be like Mm -hmm. a regular bowling lane where you're going to stay there for four hours and practice because they're not going to be doing leagues. They're not going to be doing anything like that, like Mm -hmm. uh, regular bowling places. So, um, But I think you can. I know if the money's right, maybe they'll do it. But I guess it's uh, bring at your own discretion. You might have to bring it back to your car. I don't know. But security says at Downtown Disney that you can. But Splitsville said no. So I don't know. Mm. It could change. (laughs) When they do their official grand opening, maybe it'll change. Well, I'm glad that you ended up asking because we had listeners sending us messages asking this. Uh, We have some pro bowler status listeners including one of our fgps that's right david i'm talking to you (laughs) uh he was one of the people that sent us the message asking hey do you know if they're going to be able to to bring in their own balls and i don't know i used to have a bowling ball because uh my buddy juan had given me one because he was in a bowling league and he outgrew his because you know he was pumping iron and he he needed something (laughs) heavier and so he's like, take this puny 12-pound ball. It's yours now. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. And at one point, I think he ended up borrowing it again for something, and then he never gave it back. So I guess, I guess he quote-unquote gave it to me. I don't know. Maybe I was just holding it for him because he didn't have a place to store Your it. Your storage. Maybe. Maybe. So 
<laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the soft open or the full open, hopefully by the time we get there. If it's not open, how did the reservations go and what information do you have so that we can at least try to make a reservation for the meetup? For the bowling lanes or just to go inside? Uh, for the bowling lanes. So we have the prices here. Um, depending oh, <laughs> on how big the group is going to be. So groups of nine or more, it's $120 per hour per lane from open to four. And then from four to close, and this is on Monday through Friday, um, four to close is $175 an hour per lane for groups of nine or more. So it's weird because if you look at the prices for... If, say, it was just me and AJ going, Monday through Friday from 4 to close or on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, it's $24 per hour. Both of us would be $48 for the hour, and then we get the shoes and the bowling ball. Um, but you get, you, know, you get an hour for two people. Every person that you add, say you have a group of three or four, or five to six, or seven to eight, they add increments of 15 minutes. But then when you do the math, you get less time bowling. I think if you have, like nine people you basically bowl for six minutes total <laughs> so it's it's kind of yeah exactly right when i saw that wow, and i'm pricey. i guess because we're so used to prices around bowling alleys around town that not used to it but there were a lot of people bowling when we went last wednesday mm-hmm. so and then other bowling alleys if you're playing a lot of them will do it per game so yeah. as long as you finish the game this one's time so there's a counter so we saw oh. one some um some people left and they only had three minutes uh remaining on on the clock so we we're like should we bowl for them to put <laughs> footage in the vlog yeah. but i didn't i was like nah because i'd be that person where i throw the ball and then <laughs> that guard comes down and it's like bang oh snap <laughs> but they just turn off the light so in case you're wondering you can probably nice. do that later but but you know you can lift the bumpers right so that it just goes straight to the pins. That's <laughs> what I'm going to need. The when, when we bowl, I'm going to need the bumpers. It's also <laughs> funny, too. There's an etiquette thing. I don't know if you saw our vlog. We just posted a vlog. Um, Shameless plug. I know. A couple of days ago. But plug um, they have an etiquette uh, where, what did it say? Something like, oh, be, ca- be aware of, yeah, like, of your, your dance moves. Your victory because, dance. Yeah, your victory dance. Because there's kids around and stuff like that. Kids oh, and, and oh pregnant gosh. women may be watching or something like that. Okay. Pregnant women. Okay. Watching. I said that right? Hilarious. I think so. Watching. Yeah. So when we went, we were able to try the food because we were looking forward to the sushi there because this is going to be the only place that serves sushi now. Um, at the Disneyland Resort. Yeah, because before it used to be at Paradise Pier Hotel. Yeah, one of the restaurants there that's no longer open. Yeah, so we got to try one of the appetizers. We tried the filet sliders, which were really good. Uh, It's basically two sliders with maybe a two-ounce filet and onion rings and a horseradish cream sauce. That one was really tasty. Do do recommend that. Uh, The sushi, it's on working at a sushi restaurant for me. Like the sushi prices are actually, I want to say it's right up there. Uh, as far as quality, because you do get good quality fish. Unfortunately, because it was soft opening, we had a very big mix-up with AJ's roll. 
because she wanted she she's been eyeing the fantasy role all day and yeah. night when I told her that it's open. I was so excited for the fantasy role, you guys. Like you don't understand. <laughs> it was salmon inside, avocado cucumber with soy paper rice. And then on top was supposed to be um, ahi, ahi, ahi and shrimp, ahi tuna and shrimp with a kimchi ponzu sauce. Right? Whoa. Doesn't that sound delicious? Dang. That sounds I'm so excited for this role. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> well, it's not like we're judging them right away. I mean, because it's the soft opening, this it was just mis- miscommunication between the server and the kitchen and the manager and mm-hmm. the server lead. <laughs> we we asked so many different times. And they said, when they first came to the table, you're like, oh, we don't have any ahi tuna. We're like, okay, well, do you guys have seared tuna? Because you guys also have that um, on the menu. And they said, let me check. They come back. Oh, okay, never mind. We don't have any seared tuna. I'm like, okay. Then they come back again. Actually, we don't have no any tuna. tuna. Oh. <laughs> so then so then AJ gets the fantasy role. Basically, it's a salmon, salmon fantasy. fantasy. She put salmon everywhere so any fish it was was just salmon and shrimp so then she's eating her roll and then inside one of the rolls is ahi (laughs) like three little pieces i'm like wait that is tuna like you told me that there was no tuna at the inn and now there is tuna in my roll she got a little bit of she got a little bit of taste of the fantasy um, so then when we talked to the server, she said, oh, it comes with seared ahi. We're like, okay, well then, if there's any tuna in the restaurant, can we just have that in the roll? She comes back. She's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, we don't have. There's definitely none. And then the manager comes out. She's like, yeah, on the roll supposed to be seared tuna. And I was showing the menu, and it says it's just regular ahi tuna, not seared. Like a different roll has seared tuna. And so it was just big though. miscommunication. End up... The manager just, you know, said, you know what, it was our mistake, so we're going to comp this for you. And, you know, it was, they were very nice. Everybody was trying to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, accommodate they were, us. and They were really nice and um, super accommodating, at, you know, after they figured out what went wrong. It was just unfortunate. But, of course, it is a soft opening, so kinks need to be worked out. And now they will always know there's no seared tuna that goes on top <laughs> Yeah. Of the fantasy role. We'll always remember hashtag tuna debacle 2018. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hashtag tuna gate. Tuna gate. <laughs> like you said, it's an it's a soft open. You yeah. gotta expect stuff like that to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But on average, I'm gonna say entrees are about twenty bucks. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna get a pizza, they're about twenty dollars. Any of the sushi rolls are gonna be between fourteen and twenty dollars. The goods appetizers. 17 to 20 dollars so depending on what you're thinking you're gonna get at least 20 bucks and that's before tax and tip and before a drink but and they do drink, offer yeah. a refillable coke cup for like six bucks there and it's free refills and the server said yeah so you could come in in the day you know get your drink come back after the park closes refill your drink you come back next week and I was oh. like, wait, what? With the we were, same cup. Yeah, we were with our friend Jeff Wrights, who you guys probably know as Disney mm-hmm. 366, who's been to Disneyland every single day for the past three years, I want to say. No, yeah, he's, he's well more. over 2,000 days. Yeah, he's over yeah. 2,000 days. So he actually texted me after Wednesday, and he's been texting me every day saying, hey, I got my refills. I got my refills. I'm like, man, nice. <laughs> 
So he's testing oh, it. He's testing it. He's like, yeah, I just walked right in, got my refill, left, and then I saw him later when I left the park. And good. But it's, it's not like that Coke freestyle machine is right in the front. You have to walk through the restaurant. It's kind of near the back, yeah, near the escalator to go upstairs. So, you know, just be aware of that. It's kind of towards the back of the restaurant. You so can't just kind of sneak in. You have in. to put into it. Yeah. Yeah. For that free. And maybe, I mean, obviously, you have to bring the cup, too. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're counting on that people will, one, forget the cup, and two, won't want to go through the trouble of walking through when they see the crowds that are going to be there. And they'll just say, you know, forget it. I'll just pay two or three bucks for another drink out at Downtown Disney. Right. Yeah, maybe. And it was surprising, too, with this, um, because it was open and you could just walk in. After the park closed on Wednesday, I thought all these people were going to go there and try to get dinner. It wasn't that busy at all. So Mm. we were able to get a table right away. And Mm. there was still plenty of tables available and outside. So, you know, it'd be interesting. So many people were coming in, checking it out, and then leaving. So I don't know if they're like, oh, we're going to come back and check it out or bring the family to go bowling or, you know. Well, I mean, the fact that they were opening really excited me. And I thought, oh, you know, this is really close to the Disneyland Resort. It's something to do. But now I'm rethinking it. Should we find another bowling alley for the meetup considering (laughs) those prices? Because, you know, reserving the lane is cool. But, I mean, what if nobody, you know, what if we don't have as many people as we reserve for showing up for the meetup, then you just overpaid for everything versus going to another bowling alley where everybody plays per game. And that way we're just kind of paying for what we play. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we'll talk it over. I know there's a couple of other places like Bullmore is at garden walk. I don't know what the prices are there, but I know that there's a bowling alley at garden walk. Mm-hmm. There's a couple within a few miles away. Lucky Strike, yeah, that's Brooke pretty close. And, uh, Lincoln. Oh yeah, that one too. So, I mean, there's plenty of places that we can go. We've always essentially chosen things that are around downtown Disney mm-hmm. because of the proximity to the park. But at previous meetups, uh, at for the films, we've always had people tell us, "Hey, have you thought about ever doing a meetup outside of downtown Disney for people that don't have passes, that don't want to pay for the parking, stuff like that? Maybe this might be the meetup where we say, let's take it outside of downtown Disney. So or we could just eat there. We could just eat there. I mean, we'll and figure have some something drinks out. and, you know, mingle. Or yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Best value, just say you're a party of two and then reserve a lane <laughs> so you get the whole hour instead of splitting it with eight other people. So we could take all the lanes downstairs oh yeah but i'm sure you, but you can't add other people though that's the problem you can for the low low price of additional ten dollars per person based on walk and bowling rates so yeah oh you could so, also jump the line too so yeah. if you wanted to say we're at the park or coming out of the movie theater you could text and do priority bowling so you could jump the line and Pay extra. It's max pass. It's basically for max pass because it's ten dollars <laughs> oh, nice. a person. <laughs> nice. You so want like that I lane? said, ten dollars. <laughs> so like $10. I said, we'll probably be finding a bowling alley outside of downtown <laughs> Disney, but we'll let yeah. you guys know. Like I said, we'll set up a Facebook invite. We'll blast it out, and then if you guys are going to join us, it would be great. I think it'll be a great opportunity for us to just kind of hang out and talk and have Mingle. some fun, have some drinks, have some nachos, have more drinks. Maybe some steak. I don't know. We'll see There's what happens. There's free parking 
free parking at the AMF lanes in Northwest Oklahoma City. If anybody wants to join me, uh, you know what? I'll start driving today. Okay, I'll start driving today. I am not going to leave you out of this, buddy. We'll call it the Midwest Meetup. <laughs> All right. So everybody, if you guys want to meet up with Gavin, do it. He'll give you the deets, as they say. Road trip. Uh, <laughs> well, funny. if you guys haven't seen the vlog, it'll be up at pocketeers.com slash 190, including a link so that you can subscribe to Disney for Two's channel and our channel with that playlist. So just let it play. Just, you know, road to 1000. Woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it'll be in the blog post. So, And uh, yeah, I, I am looking forward to heading down to Splitsville. And if it turns out that all we're going to do is eat and have drinks and have some fun, then great. But... If there is a good enough demand where we can say, hey, you know, we get 15, 20, 25 people that want to meet up at a different bowling alley near the park, then I'm totally open to that as well. It's all about just hanging out and getting to know other people. You know, I've I've made some amazing friends because of the podcast and because of Disney. And uh, I think that can continue to happen if we have these types of meetups versus one where we're just sitting in a movie theater for three hours in the dark watching something. You and know? it's so. so much fun to see everybody. It is. It is. Oh, um, with the discounts too. For annual pass holders and DVC, you could get your discounts uh, during business hours. So as long as the doors are open, you get your discount. So that was confirmed mm. uh, the day after. And then if you are a police officer in uniform, you get 30% off. That's awesome. That's what I heard too. Oh, very so cool. dusting off that costume. Wow. That was um, <laughs> that was confirmed. Yeah. Oh. Did you say dusting off that costume? He did. Yeah. <laughs> I get my thirty right. <laughs> wow. And then for cast members, you only get your twenty percent off discount between Monday and Friday, from open to four. So that's it. Nice. Well, that is good to know. We'll include all of that info in the blog post as well. So if you guys missed it in the podcast or just want to take a screenshot of it so you guys have a reference, uh, I'll throw it up in the blog post for you guys. So, all right. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, I wanted to talk about something that was a little more serious than some, th some of the things we generally tend to talk about. Uh, but given the nature of, of what we're going to talk about, uh, it is something that's big in Hollywood, and there's a lot of movements uh, about, you know, allegations and and people talking about things that they've experienced in the past by, you know, Hollywood uh, executives and stuff like that. Um, it was kind of worldwide news last November when John Lasseter stepped away from the Disney company and said that he was going to take a six-month sabbatical due to some allegations that were presented that he had been acting inappropriately towards other uh, cast members and other you know, members of the Pixar and Disney animation team. Uh, first of all, what are your thoughts on the allegations and what you guys felt when you guys first heard about what happened with John Lasseter? Uh, just disappointment. Um, that's pretty much all I could say. Like, that's the only way I felt. I think my one of my initial reactions was also I I thought it was a good move. He was one of the first and one of the only people I know of that this has kind of um, come up with who kind of got out in front of it and said, OK, I know that I've made some wrong choices and I need to step away to work on myself and to 
you know, not be an obstacle to this company moving forward right now. So I'm, I'm stepping aside. He's the only person I know of, the only prominent figure I know of that did anything like that. So I did feel like that was kind of smart, whether he was asked to by the company or not. I, I thought that was a good move overall, you know, not excusing any behavior here. But I, I thought that was smart to kind of create that distance. And, uh, and then now we're kind of left with the question of if he's even going to come back. Right. Yeah. Right. For me, I've, when I first heard it, I was, um, just like Melissa, a little disappointed. And I, at first too, I was like, nah, it can't be real. Cause we've all seen John Lasseter at the park or seen interviews and he's so jolly. And he's like, to me, he was like Santa, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I didn't believe it, but again, there's always three sides of the story, his, hers, the truth, or, you know. Right. So I, yeah, it's, it, it sucks, but I was just a little just disappointed and just, oh man, I hope it's not true, but you know, we'll see if we'll see you only time will tell. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree with all of you guys and I, I want to just echo what Gavin said. I don't want to excuse anything that actually happened because I don't want to come off as I'm I'm for anything like that. But like VJ said, he's kind of like Santa, right? Like he's so jovial. And when you see the interviews, but you don't know what happens when he's not in front of a camera, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is that everybody has different comfort levels. And if something is not comfortable, you know, to you, it might be okay with somebody else, you know, to put like your hand on their shoulder or on their back, whatever the case is. But to other people, that may be breaking some barriers. Recently, the company did something called a day of listening. Mm -hmm. And I was a little confused as to what it was because it was described as trying to take the temperature of the situation with the cast members and I interpreted that as, are they trying to figure out if people are okay if John Lasseter doesn't come back? Um, at least or that was my interpretation. Or if he can, right? I mean, is that how you guys interpreted that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it was exactly that. I think they need to figure out if if they brought John back, how big of a problem that would be. Mm. And I think at this point... I don't see him coming back, to be totally honest. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. they're doing it because it would be, on a on a very practical sense, it would be a shame to lose that creativity and that expertise and that genius that he brought to first Pixar and then the Disney company. And, you know, I mean, he basically is among the chief architects of an entire category of entertainment in CGI mm-hmm. entertainment. Yeah. And it would be a shame to lose that. And, you know, another company could grab him up. You don't know. But that isn't necessarily as important as people feeling safe and um, happy and, you know, not abused or oppressed or whatever. Like, that's way more important in the long run. So I think they're, they're really trying to show that they're prioritizing things correctly. And so... Like, I like when I hear that companies do things like that, where they actually, they're going to talk to their employees and they're going to listen to their employees and say, okay, what are you guys all feeling? And so I, I feel like they're making some smart moves. I think they might need to also cast a bit of a wider net because 
you know, everything that I've read um, indicates that whether or not other people were behaving like that, other people knew he was behaving like that and didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where as a culture, we need to shift. We need to make sure that, you know, we're protecting each other and that we feel like if we don't feel comfortable or safe, we have a platform to, you know, make that apparent, you know, people shouldn't be afraid. And, and I think that if companies do more things like this, then more people will feel less afraid to make a move and say something. So I, I, I see it as a general positive in a cloud of negative. You know, it's, it's hard to be happy about any of this, but I feel like some positive moves or attempts at positive moves are being made by the company. Right. I don't know if you guys looked into it a little bit more, but apparently this has happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of years ago. Edward, Ed Catwell talked to him and said, hey, this is what we're kind of hearing. Instead of like saying thank you, like uh, I'll uh, fix my mistakes or just uh, shaping up. He didn't talk to Ed for like over a week. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It just the more you dig into it, it's just like, oh, man, I just don't want this to be true. But with the whole day of listening, I wonder if they're doing if they're giving an opportunity for um, the women animators or the women who were um, feeling like this with John. Um, they're given a chance to do a one on one talk with HR. So then it's not like just a big theater of everybody and then you know i don't really think you're going to get the real feeling of of the town in a sense you know because everybody's gonna be like oh no he's cool he's cool to come back and then people are afraid to say something so right i wonder if they have that opportunity to actually do that but like evan was saying um earlier at least they're um being proactive with it Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i i agree with gavin too i don't i don't think he's going to be coming back which is sad because yeah he did you know, he brought Andre Wallaby, like pitched that to, you know, or Steve Jobs saw that. And that's where we get Pixar and, mm-hmm. you know, all the movies that we love so far. But, you know, maybe I wish he didn't have to leave like this, but maybe it's going to be something positive, too, because it talks about um, not just one person heading both Disney and Pixar. I mean, we lost yeah. lost ahead of <laughs> head of both of them. But at yeah, least now right. they're talking about bringing other people who I think would be good to fill his shoes or mm-hmm. you know we'll see uh, i i agree with both of you guys i think given the current climate it would be essential for disney not to bring john lasseter back and like you said uh it is a shame because when you think about where the company was with their animation uh back in 2006 uh when disney bought 2006 yeah that's when they yeah bought that's it, right? correct uh, back when they bought Pixar and then they brought John Lasseter in and kind of made him head of Disney Animation and Pixar, I mean, you had things like Frozen uh, and Zootopia, and it kind of reinvigorated the animation scene in a way that we hadn't seen in a good number of years, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, think of how much was on his plate. And I think one of the other complaints that I've read about, and again, I don't work there. I I am not a cast member, so I can't speak for this. This is just from what I've read and take it for what it's worth. But uh, I think one of the primary complaints uh, was that there there tended to be uh, there tended to be a, a sense of not pushing 
different people's ideas up to the top when it came to making certain films and pushing uh, certain types of, of films or ideas. And thankfully, I think when we saw what happened with Coco, I think that this is also going to bring a new age for Pixar and Disney Animation since it looks like they're going to be splitting off for at least the foreseeable future. Uh, I think it is going to give other people opportunities to blossom within the company and also bring us more films and stories like we saw with Coco that are a little bit more ethnically uh, correct, if if I can say it that way, or ethnically sensitive. You know, it might be a, another way of saying it. Yeah, and fewer sequels. And fewer I was sequels. Just, <laughs> I was just going to say that. Like, maybe, yeah, with him leaving and a fresh person um being head of department we won't see so many sequels now because once he yeah. took over it was like oh toy story 4 is coming out oh okay yeah. besides incredibles 2 which i knocking on wood is going to be great like dory and like pixar wasn't it just kind of like fell off a little until yeah. coco yeah. brought it back to the top again you know the talk now is that maybe we're going to see pete doctor take over mm-hmm. as as the head of pixar uh, I think Pete Doctor is brilliant. Some of the stuff that he's done, like with Inside Out and, you know, The Incredibles and all this, these other films, uh, I think he would be really good in the role. But it looks like there might also be talks of him splitting the responsibilities with mm-hmm. Andrew Stanton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think of a dual leadership or possibly just having Pete Doctor lead Pixar now? Uh, when we're talking about creative leadership, um, it can be it can be good and bad. Um, you know, if it's if I could see a lot of stalemates happening, if one has a particular vision and another has the opposite vision of how a project should go. So it is kind of nice to have that one person that has final say. Um, but on the other hand, from a creative collaborative sense, which animated movies we all know is a huge collaborative effort it might be really good. You know, we haven't had dual leadership at Pixar ever, really, I don't think. So, I mean, kind of in the beginning, it was more of a uh, group of leaders. But, I mean, yeah. really, John Lasseter has been the standout leader from the beginning. So it might be good for uh, a general cultural shift there to have a split. You know, I, and I think the same talk is is happening around the Disney studio, too, where they're talking about, um, possibly a, a triumvirate of three leaders over that studio. And I don't know. I, I think it just the only tricky part of that is having somebody who has final say. Right. And yeah. if it's if it's two against three and one person is always the one on the outside, uh, it could get dicey. You know, people get their feelings hurt or whatever, and hopefully they can be professional and not deal with that. But I don't know. I, I, but I think splitting it up is ultimately a favorable move, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the company ends up dealing with all of this uh, over the course of the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of what happens, uh, I have to say that I do believe that Pixar and Disney Animation are going to be okay. You know, they are going to continue to put out 
good stories and good films because there are tons of creative people that work at Pixar and Disney Animation. And I feel like we've only taken one step forward recently, especially with Coco, into seeing some of that creativity from yeah. all of these other blossoming artists and storytellers. So I... I am looking forward to everything that's coming. It is unfortunate that it's happening in this way, but uh, ultimately I do think it's a positive for the diversity and for just the the company uh, blossoming uh, in the current climate. Just the possibilities of what could happen too. Right. What do you guys think about instead of having, because essentially all the people that are going to be, um, what you call it, now head of the departments, are all directors, right? Yeah, pretty um, much, even, I think, yeah. Even Disney has, what's her name, um, Jennifer Lee, who did Frozen, mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. first live-action movie is going to be Wrinkle in Time. We'll see how that does. Right. Um, and then the guys from Zootopia, right? Right. Yeah. Is it Richard Moore and uh, Byron Howard? Byron mm-hmm. Howard, yeah. But uh, Richard Moore um, also did Wreck-It Ralph, right? Uh, uh, I think so. I think he was a co-writer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how about if they just brought in, instead of directors, um, why don't they just bring in producers like they did for Star Wars and Marvel, you know? Mm-hmm. So then it's like what Gavin was saying, it's not going to be like, oh, two against three or, you know, they're all creative and everything, but maybe producers would be a better better way of handling it because they see the bigger picture on what needs to be done, Um you know, because, I mean, look at, uh, what's his name? Um, who who did the Renaissance for Disney? Uh, Katzenberg? Yeah. Jeffrey. yeah. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Like, he brought in Alan Menke and uh, Howard Ashman. And, mm-hmm. like, because he was a producer. You know what I mean? He wasn't a director to right. do all the stuff. Yeah. So, I think a producer would be a better way of overseeing everything. So, then... It's not going to be a, oh, my idea is better, this idea is... Because they, <laughs> they think about everything big picture, you know? Yeah. So That's actually a good point. I think from a business standpoint, Disney is going to be looking for somebody that can not just fill in in the creative role, but also fill in with how to manage the financials, the, right. the timelines that they have to deal with, marketing, and all of that stuff. And I, and that's one thing that John Lasseter was juggling himself. You know, he was kind of overseeing all of that, aside from overlooking the animation portion of both Disney animation and Pixar. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to look for. They are going to want to find somebody that can kind of encompass all of that, but they're going to do it for each individual branch. It's not going to be one person overseeing everything, which oh, I think is just a great move. Yeah, definitely not. I agree it shouldn't be one person for both departments. Yeah. And I think it would be cool just to see Pixar versus Disney again, little, you know, little war within the company because I mean, what, past couple of years, it seemed like Disney was doing better than Pixar. Yeah. You know, yep. you're like, wow, that looks like a Pixar. Oh, this is not Pixar. And then, yeah. you know, so friendly competition within the company would be cool. I agree. Because when you were talking about marketing, remember Andrew Stanton did uh, his first live action was John Carter, which yeah. I think was a great movie, but he didn't know how to market that movie. Well, I mean, it was entertaining. It was not like, oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Gavin <laughs> just lit up over there. I didn't think it was as bad as the people were saying it was. Um, okay. <laughs> but the whole idea about it. But Andrew Stanton didn't have the marketing with it. 
So now he had to go back to Pixar and be like, oh, I tried, guys, but I'm back to animation. <laughs> so that's why I'm that's why I'm pushing for a producer, because then they'll be more cutthroat and like get stuff done. And, yeah. you know, so but that's we'll see. Well, only time will tell what happens. Yeah. Well, Bobby's listening, so he'll hear this and he'll hear your suggestion. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see where we are a year from now. You know, with the day of listening happening, uh, it'll be interesting, one, to hit that six-month mark and then see what happens then and then see where we are a year from now. And, you know, I, I guess we'll reconvene a year from now and just see where we are, right? See what the mm. decisions were and how we feel about all the decisions of upcoming films and stuff. So, yeah. It, it will definitely be a good conversation a year from now as well. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So, let's we're going to change gears to something, you know, a little happier, a little a little happier tone for most people. Woo! Back to the general Back to structure. Splitsville? Back to <laughs> Splitsville, exactly. <Not> so happy. <laughs> and talking about the tuna that doesn't exist. <laughs> so, <laughs> the tuna that doesn't exist. So, one thing or does that it? or does it? So one thing that I really did want to talk about is, uh, you know, last week we announced that Javier had decided to step away from the microphone. And uh, if you guys have been listening to us for some time, you know that we've been around, you know, for a couple years now. And when my brother left last year because he wanted to pursue other opportunities, uh there was a, a bit of an like I, I don't want to call it an emptiness or a void, but that's kind of what it felt like because we had been doing the podcast together for so long and, you know, we enjoyed each other's company. And back when he left, I remember having conversations with Javier about, you know, creating this team of people and uh, a team where at any time Anybody could jump in. You know, sometimes you hear, you know, the same voices for a few weeks. And then one day one person can't make it because of their schedule. And then somebody else jumps in. And uh, it's a format that I've heard on other podcasts before. Like Animation Station, Gavin. You guys would mm -hmm. do that on ASP all the time. And it's a format that I really liked, especially back then when you guys were just starting to do it. And so the idea came to mind that I really wanted to create a team of people that, one, I knew were passionate about Disney, had some knowledge about the history, had some knowledge about animation, the parks, traveling, you know, all of that stuff. And the first thing that I started to do was I started to reach out to all of my friends and I started telling them about this idea. And some people were interested, some people weren't. And I'm lucky to say that you guys are officially listening to the new Podcateers team now. So, <laughs> we made the cut? You made the cut, guys. You're giving us all roses? Yes. <laughs> you are not the weakest link. You are here. So yeah, first of all, I just want to say thank you to the four of you because uh, originally I wanted the team to be maybe one or two people more, but, uh, you know, Given the circumstances, it is now – this is what I like to call now the Podcateers Core 5, you know? And so we will have the other fab. guests. We will – the Fab 5, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. We will have other guests. We will have other guest co-hosts and stuff like that come on the podcast. You know, it's something that we're working on. 
but uh, this is going to be our core team now. And I couldn't be happier because each one of the members of the team brings something very unique to the table from being an artist to being a crafter to being world travelers to, you know, having worked at the parks to having, uh, you know, everything. You know, I think we kind of all encompass a little bit of a lot at the park. And just based on the conversations that we've had at the parks or on the phone, on the podcast, you know, one, I love talking to you guys. Uh, I've received a lot of great feedback from having you guys on the podcast as well. And I'm looking forward to the next chapter of Podcateers. You know, I know you guys were kind of, you know, always, you know, part of the team, but, you know, it was kind of like guest co-hosting and stuff like that. But uh, I'm very, very happy to say, you know, Welcome to the official co-host table and welcome to the team. Uh, I, di- I didn't get my contract in the mail. Yeah. Did you guys get contracts? <laughs> oh, um, it's uh, lost in the mail. Lost no, in the mail. check check your email. Check your he spam folder, buddy. It, but then oh, the, oh, spam folder. The software. <laughs> didn't update. Yeah. So <laughs> when my was. when my computer crashed last night. Oh, you know what? I do want to make a quick apology. Can I just throw this out before we continue? Uh, (laughs) Sure. I do need to apologize to a couple of our listeners because as you guys know, uh, every year we we put out these little birthday shout outs that you can sign up for if you go to podcateers.com slash birthday. And uh, this year we really tried to step it up and put together something that looked nice. And every year I always try to do something a little bit better for those but uh, a week and a half ago now, a week ago, I don't even remember. The point is that my computer was just shot. And I've been in the process of trying to recover everything. And in that time frame, I did miss a couple of birthday shout outs. So <gasps> you didn't. I know. I felt so bad. <laughs> and so because we missed a couple of these birthday shout outs, uh, I do want to send a couple of shout outs out now to those people that we ended up missing. So the first person I want to say happy birthday to is Fernando. Uh, His birthday was just a few days ago. So, Fernando, happy birthday. I'm very, very sorry that I wasn't able to post something for you. Our good friend Angela, Dislights on Instagram. Her birthday passed and I was unable to post her birthday as well. Sorry, Angela. Uh, It's all Hazen's fault. It is Hazen's fault. And, I, you know, I will (laughs) own up to that. We weren't pocketeers yet until (laughs) officially now. So We're exempt. (laughs) So now you guys can update on my behalf. So that'll be great. Uh, so I did miss that birthday as well. And we also ended up missing Bree's birthday. So Bree, happy birthday. I truly, I really apologize, guys. It's just been a, an excruciating week trying to uh, regain access to everything and um, trying to recover the hard drive that uh, I, I thought I lost. But we're good to go right now. Birthday shout-outs will continue, but you guys get a special one on the podcast because Hazen screwed up. So hashtag nice. thanks, Hazen. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, guys. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Happy everyone. Birthday. So before we end the episode, uh, I did want to uh, do something really fun that Gavin thought of, and it was a, a good way to introduce the new team. And 
what we have are three questions that we're going to ask each of our new team members. And it'll hopefully help you learn a little bit about them and, you know, why they're on here and stuff like that. So who wants to go first? Go Melissa. Okay. <laughs> so Melissa, here we go. So the three questions that everyone is going to answer is one, what is your favorite Disney movie animated and live action? So two films from each person. Number two, what is your favorite Disney park, land, or attraction? And three, what does it mean to you to be a podcateer? Okay. So, Melissa, take it away. All right. Um, my favorite Disney movies, I want to say my animated is going to be Sleeping Beauty. Um, live film, uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book has mm. to be it. Mm. Um, my favorite, what was number two? <laughs> Which Jungle uh, Book? The the newest action. one. The newest. Yeah. Live action. Live action. Okay. Nice. Uh, I kind of forgot number two. <laughs> Question two Duh. is: oh, What is your par- favorite Disney park, park, land, or attraction? Duh. Kind of sleepy here. Um, favorite park, Disneyland. Favorite land, New Orleans Square and Adventureland, just right behind it. And <laughs> um, what does this podcast mean to me? It's been an awesome thing that I've seen just grow from day one from (laughs) before it was conceived per se (laughs) so to see it grow I mean it's really really awesome I've been a supporter FGP squad here yay (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah just I mean I got to meet so many cool people and it's it's now part of my life yeah yeah well every week if you guys, if you guys don't know, um, I know we've mentioned this in the past when Melissa first started coming on as a guest co-host. Uh, Melissa and I met years ago when we were doing art walks together. So she and our friend Jill uh, would man their booth. You know, she had the Odd Mouse Shop, and then Jill has Mama Bear's Cozy Corner. They would team up, and they would have their booth. And then Javier and I would have our booth at the Art <laughs> yeah. Walk. And so we spent a lot of time just talking Disney stuff and messing around and singing songs and playing Paint the Night and, you know, all sorts of fun Disney things that, quite frankly, annoyed a lot of the other people at the Art Walk. But we didn't <laughs> care nope. because we love what we were doing. So, yeah, Melissa and I go really far back as far as you know she was one of the original people that i mentioned to that i wanted to create a podcast and that i had this idea you know she's been supportive every step of the way and so i'm really really happy that she's a part of the team so thank you melissa and welcome to the team you're welcome so gavin let's hear from you now all right, so I'm the old guy here, and my tastes run very old as well, and you'll discover that shortly. So my favorite animated Disney movie is by far Pinocchio. I still feel like it's their masterpiece, and I never grow tired of it. Uh, it's my very favorite. My favorite live-action film, this was a little harder for me, and it was a tie between two science fiction movies because I'm a science fiction guy, but I had to go with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm. which is fantastic. If you guys haven't seen the the Blu-ray transfer of it, it's pristine. It's amazing. My favorite land uh, has to be New Orleans Square. I was going to pick an attraction, and that would be Pirates of the Caribbean, but New Orleans Square has pirates 
and the mansion and it's just basically the best land there is mm-hmm. um so i i'm going with new orleans square i love walking around um and looking at all the details and and there's some really neat shops the best restaurants in disneyland are in new orleans square so it basically has everything club 33 i i mean i i think it's probably good i've never been I, if somebody out there wants to take me i'll, I'll go I second that. I would like to go as well. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, you. You're an insider. No, I'm not. Enough. You've been. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I've looked inside. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> nice. All right. And uh, the last question, you know, being a part of this team, to me, it means really two things. This, for me, is a chance to kind of revel in all things Disney, nerdy, you know, with my Disney friends who, you know, out here, uh, you know, the Disney culture isn't as pervasive as it is in Florida or Southern California or the places that are close to Disney. Um, so I don't have a lot of Disney friends uh, out here. So this camaraderie that we have that I get to partake in, you know, from a distance is, well, to be quite frank, it's magical. And I enjoy it. I like being able to talk to my Disney friends. And, you know, when I'm there, I get to hang out with you guys, too. And it's just awesome. But then the other thing is, you know, I this is the Podcateers is actually the very first podcast I ever listened to. It's what kind of got me interested in listening and recording podcasts. And it's a large reason why I helped start the Animation Station podcast. But the thing that kept me going with Podcateers is that it is such a positive podcast and the Podcateers team has always made an effort to try to make the world a better place and, you know, through charitable efforts and just really just spreading a general positivity with meetups and really socializing with its own audience. And, and I think it's just a great space uh, that's making, uh, you know, a positive mark on the world. And I just, um, I'm happy to be a part of that. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you as part of the team. You know, I know we've talked a lot about, you know, a lot of what you said right now in the past. And, you know, I'm getting a little emotional because <laughs> when we talk about Team Boat Willie, and we'll be talking about it more as some of the events come up this year because we just got the Chalkwalk email and we're planning on a couple of other events. But, you know, that's been big for me, especially the last few months. And when we connected on that level as well, I'm podcasting aside and Disney fandom aside. And when we started to connect on that level as well, I just felt like, yeah, Gavin belongs as part of our team. And when I talked to you about it and you agreed to be a part, I was ecstatic, man. I was it was like one of those signings that I just thought, like, yeah, we got the, the <laughs> top ball player, you know. So so I'm happy to have you on board, man. So welcome to, to the here. team. Disney for two. (laughs) Let's hear from you guys. So my name is AJ. I am half of Disney for two. I love all things Disney, obviously. Um, Former cast member. So used to work at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, actually. And uh, it's really hard for me to choose favorites, you guys. So this is going to be really difficult. My favorites do change often because I feel bad about choosing my favorites of Disney. So um, we'll say animated. Oh, no. Can we choose a Pixar? Of maybe? course. Yeah. Okay. Ratatouille is my favorite. Nice. He, he loves to eat the music. Michael Giacchino. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, love it. And uh, favorite live action. I really love 
Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. Again, music, Hans Zimmer. So good. Uh, let's see. Favorite Disney park? I think you all know the answer to this one. Everybody. Epcot. Oh, I was going to say everybody. <laughs> Epcot. Epcot. It's, it's Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, favorite Favorite attraction, though, is Space Mountain at Disneyland, the original. Um, no, it's not the original. No, I mean, like, not... Oh, the original. The original overlay. version. Original version. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I know it's not the original. Excuse well, me. I don't want that person commenting. <laughs> uh, why, actually, Walt Disney World was the first wow. Space Mountain to... <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's um, probably something someone would say. But yeah, I meant the like original version, not hyperspace mm. or not um, Ghost Galaxy. And so what does it mean to you to be a podcateer? Um, it's all about fun friendship and good times and being able to talk um you know we have a lot of disney friends but you know it's a lot of fun to actually talk to other friends and fans of disney in depth about you know disney and its counterparts and all things nerdy so it's a lot of fun i'm excited to see what we'll cover together and um what we'll bring in the future yay welcome to the team (laughs) me of course. No, no introduction. Okay. No, and, <laughs> and this is another half of Disney for two. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is VJ. Um, so, favorite Disney movie? Uh, like AJ was saying, mine changes a lot, but I think the first movie to that really like got me into Disney would be Sleeping Beauty. But I want to say. I have so many yeah Little Mermaid is the one that I'm like oh love the songs like I knew every line in that movie so it's toss up between those two favorite Pixar movie would be Incredibles because I love superheroes sorry Gavin Um, no I love the Incredibles (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) um live action ah I want to say Roger Rabbit is probably one of my favorites if I'm but is it really Disney is it it's touchstone. Uh, touchstone, yeah. right? Because yeah. Disney, so yeah. it's, we'll count it. There's two. Touchstone is the non-G rated we'll version. Count, we'll count half of it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is probably my uh, favorite live action movie. Favorite Good Disney action. park, I would say Disneyland because it's Walt's Park. But number two and three would be Epcot and Animal Kingdom. So until I visit Tokyo, that's <laughs> that's going to be the numbers right now. And what does it mean to be a pocketeer? Um, I was joking with uh, AJ earlier. I'm all, pocketeer means family. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say it in Stitch's voice? No, I cannot. No, I can't. No, I can't. Um, He's lying. But it's, I remember when uh, we first met Hazen and then we were talking about it in front of Jolly Holiday, this idea about pocketeers. And... I was excited for him, and now to be a part of it is cool. A new chapter, and you know, getting to do all the different things and um, meeting so many different people. Besides, from our Instagram and our YouTube, now we meet people from the podcasts, and yeah, just excited just to be a part of this. So awesome! Well, welcome to the team, both of you. Uh, just like with Gavin and Melissa, I, I feel very blessed to have you guys as my friends. And you hit on a word that it was weird because I had the feeling, but I didn't have the word because I'm not good with the wordy things, which is exactly why I do a <laughs> podcast. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> but you said family, you know, and to me, you guys are kind of an extension of ours. And I feel very fortunate, very blessed to have you guys be a part of this. And I am looking forward to all the good times we're going to have and all the topics we're going to cover. And um, time to Disney nerd out before I start crying and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so. All right. Well, um, I didn't prepare any answers because, quite frankly, it's not about introducing me. It's about introducing you guys. And for people that have been listening to the podcast long enough, I think they know those answers. But if you guys want to know those answers, let me know in the comment section to anything. I assume I'm going to get zero responses to that, which means I'm not going to have to answer them. Awesome. But if you guys happen to agree with any of the team's answers and they happen to be your favorites as well... Shout out in the comments of Instagram or Facebook or the blog post of the episode, pocketeers.com slash 190. We'd love to see who gets the most responses and who has the most common favorites with one of our, uh, with one of our new team members. So it'll nice. be interesting. All right, guys. Well, with that said, I think it is time to... Wait, can I mention one thing? Of course. Time's up. No. <laughs> Happy early birthday. Well, what? thank you. I didn't get a Facebook but, post yet. But so. <laughs> but considering this is posting after. Happy belated birthday. Happy. Yeah. It's, it's a little early. bit. Yeah. it's. Yeah. I mean, we're, it, the episode posts after. So, you know, it's it's a day. It's fine. <laughs> At least for me, it is. So, uh, yeah. So I think on that note, it's time to uh, wrap this episode up. Uh, before we do, I just want to remind you guys that Pocketeers is brought to you by listeners just like you guys. We like to call those listeners our fairy godparents, and we appreciate FGP. each one of you for being a part of the FGP squad every mm-hmm. single day. Trust me, I really, really do. And uh, if you guys want to become part of the FGP squad, the best way to do that is by going to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information, a link to sign up, and a list of our current fairy godparents. Any of them that have a shop or another project like a podcast and stuff that they're working on, their names will be clickable and it will take you over to their page. You can sign up for as little as $1 a month, but if you sign up for at least a $5 monthly contribution, you will get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button as a thank you for your support. We, uh, I just sent out a couple more this last week uh, for a couple of our new Fairy Godparents, so I was pretty excited about that. And nice. I, checked our, um, I checked our P.O. box, and I got a really cool button from our friends over at the Walt Vault Podcast. So awesome. thank you, guys. Sweet. I appreciate the nice. button. So uh, if you guys haven't <laughs> checked it out, check out the Walt Vault Podcast. I'll put a link in the blog post for you guys to check that out. And uh, when the post goes up for this episode, I'll also tag them in there so you guys can just click and go follow them as well. Uh, they're a bunch of cool peeps. A couple of them are also fairy godparents of the podcast. But, I mean, I have interacted with them since the very beginning of the podcast. And quite frankly, they are some of the nicest people you will ever meet. So quick they're shout fun. out to them. Yeah, very, very yeah. fun. I'm glad you told me about them because their, their podcast is great. They're off to a Isn't good start. It? Yeah, yeah go, I, I really go check love them out, doing. guys. Seriously, they're I, they're off to a great start. I love what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. uh, another great way to help out the podcast is if you shop on Amazon. Start your journey by going to podcasters.com/slash/amazon. There you will find a large button that you can press on, which will take you over to Amazon's page using our special referral link. And anything that you purchase may earn us a small commission. For all of you that are taking the additional seconds and clicks to help us out, we really appreciate that added support. 
you guys want to find us on any of the social networks, this grew, guys, because now, obviously, the podcast, podcasters.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. But we also have Disney for Two on YouTube. You can follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Just search for Disney for Two. Links to that will also be in the description in the podcast. Follow Gavin at Gavin Audison Art. He is on Instagram and on Twitter. Melissa is the Odd Mouse Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and on Etsy. Her personal cartoon Disney doll. Again, all of that information will be in the blog post for the episode. And I got to work on a new Who We Are page because our team has grown. Oh, I just thought about that. I got to create a whole a brand new picture. Who We Are page. Yeah, send me a good picture, guys. One where you are sneezing. Because those are funny. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm, I, like I may it. put up one of myself where I'm just like, ah, I'm just like, <laughs> like sneezing. So sweet. Yeah. So uh, hold up your cups if you have one. And uh, if you, I know we can't clink over, but we'll do clink. this in person. But <laughs> dilly dilly. To the next chapter of Pocketeers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so on that note, here is two beers. Cheers and Mickey ears. <laughs> Have a fantastic week, everyone. Adios. Bye. (laughs) Deuces.